Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Sourcing Journal Radio, our weekly check-in with apparel insiders and thought leaders, which spotlights a variety of topics currently driving change in the market. Talking about the state of today's apparel industry without focusing on sustainability is impossible. After years of poor and inefficient practices marked by the rise of fast fashion, the industry is now struggling with nearly every aspect of sustainability, how to make less, what to consider while making it, what to do with it at the end of its life, and how to even define what sustainability should look like. And even though we're seeing more technologies that promise to improve things, advancing sustainability is more than just installing new tech or even fixing legacy production processes. In this episode, we're going to talk with the co-founder of a tech company who believes sustainability is actually a holistic mindset that companies need to adopt throughout their entire operations, starting with the very top of the C-suite. I'm Lisa Johnston, Strategic Content Manager at Sourcing Journal, and here with us is Lena Lim, co-founder of Browseware, a provider of 3D technology for the fashion industry. Lena, welcome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. So Lena, sustainability is a topic that gets talked about a lot among the Sourcing Journal audience, and there's definitely plenty of mixed reactions about what's actually being done. Now, it's your feeling that we need to stop focusing on sustainability simply as a notion of decreasing waste, and that it's actually much more than that. So let's start things off by talking about that. Yes. So we look at um, sustainability conferences and lots of people are talking about the possibility of reusing it. What type of material should we be using? And it's all about creation. It's all about how do we um, prevent waste? I think one key area of um, notion that we should be practicing as an industry is thinking about why don't we just think about preventing waste uh, as the starting point? Again, it's a mindset prevention is better than cure. Um, And a lot of efforts right now are put into um, cure, you know, blockchain, um, a lot of that. And it's all great. These are things that are necessary. Um, But there should also be a mindset of how can we prevent this? And this is where I feel new technology are coming out, including, you know, what browser offers that is tackling that exactly. You probably know better than anyone that one of the key challenges of becoming more sustainable is that there's so much pressure in the C-suite to always be growing sales. And traditionally, this has meant making more and selling more. So do you think we'll reach a point where companies have different metrics to gauge their financial growth? Well, if you look at um, sustainability and growth, they're not um, contradictive to each other. If it is a mindset, you know, how do we create product? Um, How do we design products responsibly? How do we select the material that we are using right from the time of a product conception? All of this are leading to how industry are um, commercializing a garment anyway. It's just taking a more conscious effort and having that entire mindset of putting sustainability into every step of the process as we think about growth and revenue. 
it, it all comes together. It's not contradictive to each other. It, it can work together. And we have seen it time and time again. You've seen efforts that are published by um, Adidas, right? Um, shoes using materials that are coming from ocean waste. That is what a holistic mindset is all about. Has it impacted their sales? Has it impacted their bottom line? No. Why? Because consumers are also conscious about sustainability and they want to be a part of this even in their buying processes. So I think C-suite offices that looks at growth and at the same time understand how their businesses are run, how garments are designed and created, they all come together. And at the end of the day, it's a win-win game because consumers will respect the brand for doing so. That leads us into nicely into our next my next question, which is, you know, can we talk a little bit about what is working? Now, Browseware works with a number of really large players in this industry. Uh, you work with Adidas, Nike, Columbia, Walmart. Now, we understand you can't necessarily name names here, but can you talk in general terms about the changes you're seeing that are having a big impact, you know, especially when it comes to developing that sustainable mindset? Oh, definitely. There is um, the, the industry as a whole, and actually there's a coalition called the Sustainable Apparel Coalition Group. And it's made up of very large brands that are in the industry, retailers that are industry that are coming together that looks at um, precisely identifying areas, improvements where sustainability can come together. And I, I feel that that's, that's one really big way for the industry to come together, uh, major players to come together and make that change. So the Higgs Index is one of those initiatives, and I, I feel that um, there will be much, much more of that coming along. And this doesn't come about just from a, um, a nice-to-have, but it is on the minds of many of our large clients. And I think when they come together, the impact that they will make is a lot faster and a lot larger. Well, why is collaboration so important for this? Now, Browser recently partnered with Genealogia as part of a strategy to specifically help denim producers. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about how that formed and why these type of relationships are so important in developing a sustainable mindset? Um, that's an excellent example of one company, um, Contour Group, um, which is like, the, I think we consumers will know them by their brand name, which is Wrangler and Lee Rider Jeans. A company that has been in the virtual process for probably about uh, quite a while, five to seven years. And, but throughout that process, they, they continuously look at what are the next thing that we can do in order to create a product in a responsible, sustainable way, and yet keeping consumers in mind. So besides the whole virtual prototyping, they've taken this one step further by also thinking about selling. And then in the last um, two years, they came to us and they said, I'm thinking of taking all my virtual file and uh, I want to be able to manufacture with it. So we went along with just saying, what are the ways that you, are, um, you think will make the biggest impact to your business? And they said, well, we're in the denim business. One huge area of denim is waste in water. And there is new technology coming from a company called Genologer. So I would like to combine all our virtual um, 3D design, 3D development effort into a manufacturing environment. And I need you guys to come together with it. And that was how the relationship was formed. We dive deep into understanding what was in a denim um, creation processes and also in the physical manufacturing environment. Great partnership with Genologer. 
Um, and they came into this straight away with three parties making this happen for the rest of the industry. Um, and that is why we cannot do this alone. In one of our earlier calls, you know, we spoke about something interesting. Many in our industry believe that there's a lot of greenwashing going on. But you had said actually something of the opposite. You said you think companies are actually doing more than they're announcing or sharing publicly. Why is that? We partner with many companies that have this whole sustainability in mind and, and such a big effort internally. But I think many of them are also shy about talking um, about the, the efforts that they are doing internally or um, wanting to share about this because they're also afraid of backlash. When, in a, <clears throat> when it comes to sustainability, there's a lot of ambiguity. They are exploring, many of these um, clients of ours are exploring ways to be more sustainable, whether it's through reusing, whether it's through making garments that are better, and so on and so on. But for them to really go out there and make a huge claim, you know, before they actually see the concrete results, um, they, they just do not want a backlash coming back from uh, consumers that may chat them and say, well, you've done this part of it, but have you ever thought about this other impact? So I, I feel that there's more going on that people want to talk about because they're not sure if they will get the backlash until they have proven it. But I assure you, there are so many companies that are embarking on this. And I, I, I personally find it very, very inspiring that every conversation that we go to, many companies are talking about when we ask them, you know, why 3D, what is their immediate goals? And many of them are talking about, you know, reducing the amount of samples within their control, things that are not needed. Their designers are buying into it. Um, designers are becoming so conscious in the way that they are designing products and they want to do this in a sustainable manner. Um, people who are in the merchandising want to do that. People who are doing materials development want to do that. The C-suites are doing that. There is a whole effort um, around this. Um, and it is very inspiring, but unfortunately, I think the ambiguity in, in the claim result is kind of preventing people from wanting to talk about it too much, but it will come. So then what do you think is really holding back sustainability? Um, you know, there's definitely been progress, but it's clear that it's not enough and it's not being done quickly enough. So what would you point to as a key contributor to holding it back, especially the sustainable mindset? I think it's just a matter of uh, the mindset. I, I don't think that there is anything holding us back. Consumers are the ones that have to continue to drive the importance of this in their buying processes. And as they speak more and more about this topic, they have the assurance that the brands and the retailers are hearing from them and they are doing things about it. I, I don't think anybody is holding back in being sustainable. I think they're holding back from sharing their efforts until they have been successful and making that claim about it. Selena, I'd like to talk briefly about Browseware. Uh, you know, for anyone who's listening who might not be familiar with your company, can you briefly explain it? Yes. So Browseware is a, a company that's in the 3D simulation technology um, for the fashion industry, just for apparel and any soft um, goods. And uh, essentially, we are used by designers, um, product development, manufacturing, um, and also people who are in the selling. So one of the benefits that Browseware promotes is that its technology can be used to increase sustainability. So tell us a little bit about how that's achieved. So we spoke about the mindset of prevention more than cure. And this is how um, companies and their team members are actually em embracing 3D technology that is accurate to just say, well, if we are creating and designing 
until it is adopted, maybe we should not go ahead and make that physical sample. So that place, that's where Browseware comes in and works with the industries, designers, and also product development teams in, craft, in creating the product. So they use the technology to do that. But much more than that, um, I also explained um, about um, the digital selling. I spoke about um, digital manufacturing and many of these efforts currently are coming from a, a 3D file that is now able to move itself to be able to create a physical product that is accurate. And so we're no longer needing to iterate um, using physical product, but we iterate virtually and then we make a physical product that is what the consumer and the designer wants. Well, that brings us to our last question, which is that even though, you know, as you explained, your company is a tech provider, you know, it's interesting that you firmly believe that we can't simply tech our way out of these problems. Um, you had said in our earlier call that companies can't just layer a new technology and expect to achieve the results they want. You know, why, why doesn't this work? A good part of the, the issue is um, people look at technology, even 3D. They look at the technology and they say, well, you know what, I'm just going to implement 3D and be able to save on samples. Well, not necessarily. At the end of the day, when we look at sustainability, it has to come from the point of looking at the root cause of why we are even creating those samples. Today in the industry, I think many people are looking into technology and just layering was like, wow, this is the benefit of, I don't know, digital selling. This is the benefit of um, creating design so I can um, reduce on samples. But at the end of the day, I think we need to go back to the mindset of saying, but why do we even create samples today? And if we had to use technology, what are the necessary re requirements, benchmarking we should be doing on technology, we should be having on those technology to help us overcome our root cause problem and not just create a 3D for visualization sake. So again, it, it comes back to, we need to go to the root of why we are not sustainable today. What are the practices that are not sustainable? And then we need to layer in, therefore, what are the technology and or processes and or culture and environment and mindset do we need to layer in in order to enable that entire, a, a more holistic view on the sustainability. Well, Lena, I'd like to thank you again for being here. Um, for our listeners who want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Just um, come into our website at www.browseware. Um, that's B-R-O-W-Z-W-E-A-R.com. Um, and or write directly to me at Lena, as in L-E-N-A, at browseware.com. Thank you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're new to Sourcing Journal, be sure to sign up for our newsletters at sourcingjournal.com so you can learn more about the latest trends in our industry and be among the first to know about our podcasts, webinars, reports, and other events. Thank you again. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.